Welcome to the I'm Not a Barista podcast. We're here to talk about all things coffee, from industry careers, brewing tips, community support, and more, with some really incredible people who love coffee as much as you do. We hope their stories inspire you, because humanity runs on coffee, and together we can empower all the people behind every cup. Hello, everyone. My name is Miki, the host of I'm Not Barista podcast. For this episode, we have a special guest, Jeffrey Michael Moore, and Jeffrey is the engineer behind the brand RMD Espresso Machine. As you may know, their latest coffee machine, Stylus One, and their previous model, uh, Nestus One. At Amna Barista, we're always curious about the people behind the cup. So today we interview Jeff, and then we would like to know what it's like to be like engineer, and then what coffee does he like. Also. How they design and develop their very unique espresso machine. Of course, we would like to hear more tips from the professional. Hello, Jeff. How are you today? It's been a good day. Yeah, a lot of productive things happening within the business. So I started my morning this morning, heading out to the office, which is really close to my home. So uh, uh, reaching here, and um, yeah, I've been here most of the day working with inventory and production on uh, on machines heading out, and uh, also some new equipment that we're we're finishing up, um, looking at for the future. It sounds like your day is pretty busy. You must have a lot of tasks on your calendar. Um, before we talk about your engineering career, um, tell us more about who you are. What kind of person you are in real life? Okay. Well, uh, for myself, I'm the kind of person that um, really I'm a bit of a. I like to use my hands, and so um, you know, we renovate the house uh, we live in. Um, we have. I've grown up in a family where we've continually been building uh, cars or or doing other things, um, sort of hands-on projects. Um, I've got uh, three lovely kids um, from 12 up to 22, and so they keep me busy uh, doing different things. And, um, yeah, I've got a couple of businesses that I work within that uh, take up the rest of my time. Um, For myself personally, I don't – right now I don't have a lot of hobbies that I'm sort of into because I'm renovating, and uh, so I'm hoping to re-pitch my life in a couple of months' time or maybe six months' time and get back on on to what I like to do, which is really, um, you know, to do with motors, so cars and um, off-road, that sort of stuff. Uh, But that's the – yeah, the world I live in is engineering, so um, developing um, commercial products, um, equipment, equipment, uh, from the ground up, um, so solving problems, so engineering and problem solver. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I sit in in my world. Um, I like to take on projects that seem like they might not be the norm or maybe the easiest path, and solve the problem and bring that back into my life. And uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate that I've, I've got to work with a lot of great people and uh, commercialize some of these projects. Um, and uh, now I work within those businesses that uh, manufacture those those different products and ship them worldwide. And uh, I also work within a technical business, uh, servicing, maintaining equipment in, in my local area of Brisbane. So obviously you're doing a lot of things every day and you play different roles. But today we would like to hear more about the coffee machines you guys build. So Jeff, what projects have we been working on lately? Uh, I'm right now. I've moved myself into development, so I'm back into um, um, working on our uh, list of, of, of 
criteria of new new machinery, of new products to uh, to push R and D to the next level. And uh, we've managed to bring our newest uh, product stylists through COVID and out the other out the other side. Um, which was launched in September. So we now have two lovely um, espresso machines that we offer to the world. Uh, and uh, these machines are developed with the Brewster in mind, actually. So um, why we develop our equipment is for improved uh, function flow within cafe efficiencies to make um, uh, to, or to improve the cafe's efficiencies to work in a manner which is, um, is more suitable to not just the barista but also the, um, the, the customer. Um, the customer becomes really engaged um, in their morning coffee with the barista. They can watch the extraction. They can watch the emulation of, of milk. Uh, they can see the barista making their coffee, which I think uh, for me and what I've learned over the years, it's a really awesome relationship that they form with the, with the barista and their, and, and their customer, where the customer continually comes back to be a part of that, that theatre in the morning. And this is the luxury of our machines. They, they, they bring this to life. And... Um, uh, the feedback we've had from baristas around the world using our machines are that their their interaction with their customers is now changed so much that they couldn't see um, they couldn't see another machine that they'd be working on uh, other than our machinery where you're completely exposed um, to to your customer base and they're exposed to you so you can have this interaction in the morning. As I remember, I saw your espresso machines about three four years ago and then I was like wow look at this this is a very unique design because it is just completely different from traditional espresso machines they are see-through like there is a big there is a big window so you can see what barista is working on on the other side of the bar that's really amazing I want to know what is the reason motivate you guys to design such a machine and also what is the design philosophy? Love to, yeah. So when we started RMD, uh, and that's the, the company name, so RMD, with an, that's A-R-E-M-D-E. Uh, so this business was started um, back uh, under a consultancy for a need to, uh, from one of our founders, Mathana, to bring something to the market to improve the way that his, his clientele could interact with their customers and their belief and uh, that opening up the window um, to the customer to see how the coffee is being poured through a coffee machine would change the way that people view, um, view the way that they receive their coffee in the morning. And his idea was to actually develop a machine that had a hole in the middle of it. And uh, this machine uh, was under consultancy name and then become Nexus, which is now a proud Australian uh, coffee machine manufactured here in Brisbane. So RMD is an Australian company um, and it manufactures in Brisbane, develops in Brisbane, and we ship from Brisbane to the rest of the world. So um, this machine, um, Nexus, was uh, developed and brought to market in 2018. And uh, from there, we've now shipped into 26 countries. And um, if you haven't seen our machine, it's um, it's the one with the, the hole in the middle is how people describe it to me when they uh, they talk to me. And uh, it's it's a big hole in the middle, yeah. And uh, it's it's been seen by I think many many people across the world. But sometimes the name leaves them because RMD is a, a totally it's a really different name. And this name was actually um, developed from the the founders of the business. So uh, myself, Graham Vanderdonk, who was a designer out of Netherlands, and Mathana Ratan, who was out of Saudi Arabia, um, 
founders of the business joined by Walter Americk um, out of Netherlands as well as our marketing uh, manager. So uh, our name is derived from our last names and uh, it was something which we're very proud of. Um, we started, we, we did it this way because we wanted to be involved in the business as family men. We wanted to leave something um, I think that we're very proud of uh, for our children. I really respect all the thoughts you put in there. Um, I'm wondering how difficult it is to design a machine like this because, you know, there's a big empty space in the middle. Why not just to des design a regular shape coffee machine? Yeah, look, working in the industry for 18 years, it's much easier to fit componentry into a standard square box on a bench. So um, this is something which you're right, is, is probably easier to, 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 to actually do. Uh, but we wanted to achieve, um, and from our, uh, our, our philosophy, uh, we wanted to lead um, into new products from design point of view, uh, but also not forget that we must look at flow and also servicing, so managing modular servicing. So it was a challenge, but uh, uh, not everything is easy. So uh, the challenge was to make sure that we stay uh, true to the, the original design. Uh, we didn't change it very much, and it it, it is sat on the bench very well, and it actually uh, hopefully adds to the cafe from a design aspect. So we think it's a, a piece of art that people get to enjoy. And um, second to that was also it had to be capable. So it had to be built strong. And uh, coming from the Australian coffee market, um, we have um, quite large cafes. And so the machine was built to handle large cafes. So uh, the power in our machine is, is, a, is a true coffee, uh, is a true commercial coffee machine. So it's, uh, it's running in cafes uh, around the world. And some of these cafes are uh, doing 100 to 120 kilos on a single machine. And so we know it's true to its power. And um, being from a service um, industry myself, it's been made to be modular, which makes it easy to install. So installing the machine and servicing the machine is something which is not too difficult to do. Again, it's a different machine, so you have to uh, understand how to get into the machine and, and uh, make it easy. But we run online training and support with videos, and we also do um, pre-COVID. We would also come out and train your your technical team to to monitor the machine. And so we've had great success in all of the um, countries we've gone into. We've coupled with really great technical agencies that have easily managed installing and maintaining our equipment. And we're proud to say that we have um, we have sold into to 26 countries worldwide, and uh, we have some really great partners that continually support us and um, and maintain our, maintain our equipment. So among those 26 countries, which one is the biggest market? Right now, Saudi Arabia, uh, they, 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 they love their coffee, they're heavy coffee drinkers and they understand um, you know, what they're wanting from coffee equipment and they really do make some spectacular cafes. Um, I've fallen in love with the way that they, they actually do their cafes because they're very grand and uh, they invest into their cafes so much. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, definitely great great to be a part of that industry. And also Korea. Um, so South Korea has been quite large for us and China has been quite large for us. So uh, the Korean market is very diverse. And, again, great partners in all of these markets make it easy for us to enter and then uh, install our equipment. I want to know if you guys have any plans in the future entering home boring market like you guys can develop a smaller size espresso machine for home users? We have we have several designs. Um, we haven't uh, taken them past the um, prototype stage because the uh, home market is a very different market. So 
um, understanding uh, how to meet the expectations of the home market and meet that not just in regards to a beautiful design because we're, we're very lucky we have a, a great designer that leads us down that way, but um, understanding exactly the needs of the home market. So um, price point um, and also features that are hard to bring into a machine without going to a grand scale. So um, we have a couple of different machines that we've prototyped, um, but none of them at this stage are ready for the, the, um, the domestic market at this point. We get asked all of the time, by the way. So we have a list of a lot of people that would love to take our equipment home. Well, it's very exciting just to think about if we could have a smaller size of that machine and then I can put it somewhere in the kitchen, close to the window, and most importantly, it doesn't block any sunshine. So that's so amazing and beautiful. Um, okay, so let's talk about coffee. What is your favorite coffee? <laughs> um, so myself, I just drink a simple long black. So, um, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's my daily. It gets me going. Uh, I'm a massive. Well, it's surprising to know that you're into long black instead of espresso because you design and develop the espresso machines. Uh, I drink espresso, but um, I, I try and limit my coffee intake actually because you know being in the coffee um, in, in the coffee market, you can drink too much. So I, I'm, I'm I probably don't enjoy coffee in my office, which is where I am 99% of the time, as much as I do when I go out to drink coffee and get spoiled by um, someone I know, a colleague who owns a cafe or a roaster who's roasting some amazing coffee. Um, at that stage, I drink whatever is, is available because I, I enjoy them showing me what they have to offer. So I, I drink all different types of coffee, but my daily coffee is just a long black. Long black. So what is your fairy coffee beans? Oh, um, my gross, what we're drinking right now is actually from a local roaster down on the Gold Coast and um, um, his name is Yilly and so it's called Roast by Yilly. Uh, but I have, um, I'm very lucky, I'm, I've got, um, I sort of talk to many roasters and uh, in, in the local Brisbane area we work with um, Toby's Estate, we work with Extraction Artesian, uh, we work with um, all of these great roasters that are around the area. So, um, yeah, I, I, probably too many to name, but I, I get a bit spoiled when they come by. I guess you never run off good coffee to drink. Uh, I want to ask you, before you joined the RMD, what did you do? What kind of products or projects did you normally do? Um, so before I joined um, R&D, um, I worked with my own uh, business um, which was called uh, Brewbar, and then I have a service business called Brew Solutions, and I basically uh, earned my stripes within a large coffee company, uh, which is owned by Suntory, so um, called Cerebos at the time, and uh, I worked in the technical arm of that called Espresso Mechanics. So um, I sort of uh, I worked within that business for 14 years, and so I got to know a lot about mm -hmm. coffee equipment in that time. And um, so I've been in, in coffee equipment now, I think, on 18 or 19 years. So you have worked in, um, in a coffee industry for almost two decades. That's quite a long time. Can I ask her, what did you do before that? Before that, um, I was in actually um, technical in, in uh, filling machines to do with um, laser printers, toners, inks, uh, this industry, which was... Um, just out of school. So I got to travel around and, um, yeah, be a part of that industry, which was really great, which was um, 
uh, about reusing and recycling uh, toners and inks and filling them rather than just buying new ones. All right, I'll stop asking you what did you do before before that. Let's talk about the present time. As we know already, you're a busy man. So, how do you plan your day? Yeah, um, it's it's planned. Uh, so I have pretty. Uh, I have yeah, it's a planned day um, with some unplanned parts. So I come in with uh, some primary tasks that I must get into and go in uh, and and either be in production or in development at this point in time. Um, but running a business, you also are involved in other sides, the administration side, the sales side. Um, so, you know, you get involved in a lot of different things. And so I guess I'm still um, running a business, but I'm right now I'm in development. So I'm tackling um, new, new, new innovations, so looking at new components or developing new components and looking at uh, pushing new products towards the end goal of commercialization, doing testing, um, talking to key baristas and key cafe owners around uh, Brisbane that we we, we discuss um, our new features with and share, and they give us feedback. So we're lucky to have that facility happening around Brisbane with some really great cafes. And we talk internationally, or I talk internationally to um, yeah, to our suppliers and our partners overseas and uh, and see what they're doing uh, when it comes to supplying our new parts. And um, if I'm in the sales side, I'm I'll talking to our distributors. I offer support, technical and, and support in the markets to understand what's happening in different countries. So my days vary and um, a lot of it now is, is not directly within my hands, which is, is nice, and it's with my team and um, the team really – push push forward and, and see uh, the vision. And so I get to hear great success from the team. And I also get to hear some of the pain points from the team as well. I guess, uh, yeah, your answer is a little bit different from what I expected. Um, I always wondering, uh, I always think engineer lifestyle will be you wake up, you go to the lab and stay in a basement for a whole day and go home and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do that, but how much of that I do right now, it depends on um, the business. And we're going into Christmas period now, so we're talking about, you know, the next um, eight weeks, what are we going to do in the next eight weeks and part supply and shipping and all of that stuff as well. So being business owner, you have you have a couple of things you juggle and, um, you know, we have a general manager that looks after the business, but sometimes it's still um, in my, my hands as to what I need to do. But, yeah, it's it's – for me, it's really enjoyable. I, I can say that coming to work is not um, is not something hard to do. I, I really enjoy it. Okay. Since you mentioned Christmas, I live in a country most of my life with the snow. So we celebrate Christmas, but the snow, you know, that's kind of like the movie style. Could you tell us what is Christmas like there in Australia? How do you celebrate it? Difficult to, yeah, it's really difficult to ski on, on the grass and the dirt. Um, so we don't do much of that. It's a, it's a totally it's I would I've never had a white Christmas so it's something I would like to take the family to do uh, enjoy snow at Christmas time but basically everything you would do in your summer so we do a lot of barbecue um, you know we do swimming uh, a lot of outside activities you know um, a lot of food a lot of eating with family and enjoying each other's time so you know Christmas is still I guess the same but we just don't make many snowmen I hope so you can try the real white. Christmas, you know, with a lot of snow, that'll be a very interesting experience for you guys. So we talk about your job. We talk about your life as an engineer. 
and what did you do before and what did you do before that so let's talk about future i have a strange question here i want to ask you if you leave your company right now what would you do next have you ever thought about it that's a great question i guess i mean for myself i've always been able to make a decision about um, where i head in life and um I've got I've got two theories on it. So two things that potentially uh, I think would fill my time, and they both would be starting probably um, you know in business. And uh, I'm really into right now um, electronic vehicles and electronic um, uh, electricity, solar, this kind of thing, renewable resources. When it comes to working out, you know how we're we're going to spend the next couple of decades or the next hundred years or so uh, in automotive. So you know that really for me is I've been I look into that and I enjoy understanding that technology. Um, so that's that's sort of one direction that I, I think I could see myself going into because I'm really into cars and and actually into off-roading. So there's no not really an electric scene um, that I'm following in off-roading right now. So that would be interesting. But um, right now a big interest of mine and also some of, of my colleagues are that um, sustainability, so the circular economy. And I think this is really important, and it's some it's a direction that we're pushing R and D into, and my other businesses into, which is uh, minimising our our footprint, minimising our waste that goes into the ground, and actually spending money and time to um, to change our processes. So I think um, for me, I'd be really happy to leave um, leave something behind where I made uh, a difference in the way that we treat our waste um, from uh, diversifying. Um, up to uh, you know 95 to 100 percent or more of our waste from going into landfill and being reused and being a part of um, an economy that buy and sell our waste, so it doesn't just get put in the ground. And uh, it means a lot to me and, and also um, the businesses I'm in that we we improve the way that we we design our products and also the way that we treat our waste. And so right now our our products are when we we finish designing them or while we're designing them, sorry. We choose uh, materials that can be recycled, such as metal. Uh, we don't use a lot of plastics. And even to our packaging, we make sure that our packaging is recyclable. So we use wooden crates rather than um, in too much plastic. Um, this sort of thing matters. And um, I guess if I was not to be within the business I'm in now, I would like to really uh, work within a sustainable business, something that, you know, contributing to the circular economy. We often hear that engineers are the one who change the world. Um, what do you think about that? I, th- I think I think I think young people are actually changing the world. I think they're pushing so much harder than anybody else. Uh, I mean, I, I do think things were easier um, back um, a couple of decades ago. Um, not easy, not easier, but um, there was less saturation and less international discussion around um, certain certain new innovations that were coming to life, and so. Um, there was less competition in that field where now if something new happens, it can be broadcast internationally really quickly and therefore it can be um, – you can end up working in parallel with somebody on the other side of the world that had a similar idea and now has commissioned that idea to come out at the same time or compete with you. So I think um, there definitely is uh, – I think young people can, can, can aim for the stars, but I do think it's quite a competitive world uh, the way that we, 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 we broadcast what we're doing. As a new brand in a coffee industry, and you guys want to bring more innovation, to bring new design to the existing customers and compete with the other established brands, 
I want to know what has been the most challenging part for you guys. It was that, you know, we're so different and um, uh, we are in a country that isn't known for us, uh, building coffee equipment. So, um, you know, we're known for some great coffee and, and that's that's really um, I'm lucky that I've grown up in Australia where we have some really amazing um, coffee companies and baristas that have really pushed the envelope when it comes to, to coffee. And so I've learned a lot from those people over the years and listened and learned um, from that point of view, which educated me in coffee heavily, um, helped me understand the market. So, um, yeah, breaking into a market when you're new and different, um, yeah, trust me, it's really difficult. You need um, – you even need this this – uh, amazing light bulb go off for many people, uh, or you need to be you need to be a point of difference. And we've had that um, we've had that luxury that uh, not luxury we've had that design aspect from our machine, which has been loved and taken on board by so many great people worldwide. That we've entered those markets for that reason. They, they understand what we're trying to achieve, and they've partnered with us to support our brand and understand that we are we are a new company and uh, that we are um, we are growing. And um, they've been there for the, the tough times and also now the, great, the good times as we bring the new product out to the market. And how do you position your brand in the current coffee market? And let's say we have traditional Italian brands, American brands, and the new emerging brands from Korea and China. Uh, we are in a higher price point being an Australian business because um, and the Australian economy yeah, and, and costs of, of, of labour and also we are a long way away from everybody else. So even transport costs um, then, then impedes on cost of goods. But um, we try to design our products to be made in a way, and especially Stylus, um, our new product, it was designed from a manufacturing point of view as well. So we had firstly the feedback from the market, which was price point and also um, customization. And from our back end to meet um, these two requests from our market, we actually designed it from a manufacturing point up to reduce manufacturing time um, and also manufacturing costs, which we could then pass back to the market to meet that price point that was requested. So um, we really understood um, where we were going with this machine and we didn't compromise on quality. So um, our new machine is still built on the same platform as a starter, so quality of parts, engineering is all still there. What we've done is improve our back-end manufacturing process to allow us to deliver the machine to the market at a smarter price point. And this is going to benefit us, I think, as we as we move across the world. We're actually just entering the, um, the American and Canadian market right now, so it's something new for us. So in the end, I want to know, is there anything you would like to share from your professional career or your personal experience with the audience today? I think you've got to look long term. I think um, many people um, expect things to happen very quickly and overnight. And um, I'm not sure um, if this is the way everybody sees it, but I do feel from having um, children as well that they have, um, they, they do aim for the, the stars, but sometimes because it doesn't happen overnight, they they don't even want to understand how to achieve that or they can't they can't bed down for the hard times to get to what they want to achieve. And so I think nothing comes easy and it takes a lot of hard work to to achieve what you want and you just have to focus and, um, and, and push hard, not give up.
And and education, you know, you've really got to understand uh, where you're heading and take that on board. So if you want to do something, you need to do the hard yards to, to make it a fit. Um, look, I, I, I don't have any, any other questions prepared. I really like to just do this as a, a candid discussion and it's been great to speak to you on the Mickey. It's been easy. So, look, um, look I guess where I'm at uh, right now within the business, um, I, I, I consider myself fortunate. It's been hard work, but I've got great mentors and partners within my business. And so... I think within business, if you can succeed uh, or you not succeed, if you can align yourself with the right people, you'll succeed more because you have their support and you can draw on their knowledge and their 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 skill set, their expertise. And I think uh, in life, it's the same sort of thing. It's who you surround yourself with, and that's where you get your support from. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you, um, you know, taking the time to speak with me today. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, talk about your your career and sharing your experiences and your tips. I cannot wait to see more coffee shops around the world start using your coffee machines. And I truly believe that improving the communication between customers and baristas is the best solution to solve so many problems in the coffee world. Thank you for sharing. Anytime. Thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in to this I'm Not a Barista episode. Subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram at I Am Not a Barista for more empowering vibes and true coffee stories that connect you with coffee lovers around the world. You're a part of our global community where we celebrate baristas and their craft in everything that we do.